quick? Why are you so far away from me? I don't like it. Scooch half an inch closer to me. Good morning, guys. Immediately. Half an inch? Yeah. Half Boom. Boom? Nailed it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Morning Show. Good morning! Third, 2017. That's right, it's August already. This year has just flown by. At times it felt like it was an eternity, and at times it felt like it was the fastest year ever. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, so, so that's very exciting for all We're of closer us. to 2018 now. We are. And you know what? I have this weird thing where I don't know. Like, I have to look back. But I feel like the even years are better for me than the odd years, right? It's it's kind of like really? um, Fast and Furious movies, mm. where I feel like, you know, or like, you know the original Star Trek movies starring Captain Kirk and the Spock? Not the new ones, but the original ones, where like the even ones were always better than the odd ones. Did you ever know, did you ever, did you ever Never draw that Carol? So, yeah. the first one was super boring. The second okay. one's Wrath of Khan, which is arguably the best Star Trek movie ever made. The third one's A Search for Spock, where they just, for whatever fucking reason, <clears throat> couldn't afford Kirstie Alley. Why so they brought in some fucking poor man's uh, Kirstie Alley to come in as, as her Vulcan character. What did King Kong do in the universe? King Kong, um, not in that universe. Not in that universe. Wrath but there is, a, there is a point where they fight a god, and that's a number five. And that's stupid as well. For the voyage home, they go back in time to it's get just whales, a road trip. and it's amazing. <laughs> oh, and it's shot in San Francisco. I've seen that one. I've seen that one. Yeah, I have oh, seen that one. Oh my god! Welcome everyone to the show. Of course, uh, the Spiel. This is the kind of funny morning show where uh, every each and every day at 11 a.m. Pacific time here on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games, we go uh, and run you through the nerdy news you need to know. It's where the hot boys are popping, and the hot coffee is a hot. Did no, I get it? It's where the pop culture news is popping, and the cute boys never stopping. Never stopping. Yeah. Okay. That's where it goes. Um, I appreciate that. Good morning. Uh, How are you doing? I'm doing well. Of course, if you're watching this uh, with us live, thank you. Thank you for joining, and uh, we hope you're a sub. If you're not a sub, uh, you should be a sub. If you're watching this uh, pre-recorded because you live in jolly old London, and it's too late for you or too early for you to watch this, I don't know how time works. Uh, you can, of course, get it the full thing on YouTube every day. We post it as soon as humanly possible. But if watching things isn't your thing because you're always on the go, and you're like, I don't want to look down at my phone because if I do, I'm going to run into the person in front of me, and they're going to sue me, yeah, and I'm then it's going to be my entire life just down the fucking drain because of the kind of funny morning show. Well, we're on podcast services everywhere as well. You can hear all your news if that's how you... I like to do that. I like to drive around. I like to listen to podcasts. I don't listen to our podcast because I'm on it. I know. Why would know you? Happen. Why would I? Yeah. Um, I love listening to podcasts on the road. You yeah. like listening to the podcast? It's just... I mean, I'm not our podcast. No, God, no. God, I no. used to back in the day, though. Well, when you weren't on the show, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Sure. Now you, now, you're, now you hear them all being pre-recorded. So couldn't give a lesser shit. Couldn't give ten shits. Yeah. Could not give. You know what I hate shits. when people say I could give ten shits. That just means that, that means like, you would you, give ten shits. You would give ten shits. Like for when people it. say I could care less. Yeah. That's not the saying. It's, it's like, I, couldn't I couldn't care, care less. Yeah. Yeah. I would not. One of my big pet peeves, Nick. That's a good pet peeve. Yeah. To have We're learning friends. more about each other as we. We go are. On. I feel like we've become fast friends. It's cool, Greg. How you doing? I'm big chilling. How are you? I'm great. We're great. Thanks for running the show today. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, cool, Greg. You're doing a great job. Um, Kevin's busy. A few housekeeping things right now. Of course, Kind of Funny Live 3 is out. It is available for everyone. It is free. It is on our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com slash kindoffunny, and you can see it there. Tim worked very hard to put that edit together. I think it came together well. It's one of those things where I don't like watching myself all that much, but we went sure. through and watched it again with the subscribers two Sundays ago, and I was like, you know what? This is a fun fucking show. Sure it's is. It's a great huh? show. And the, the best part about it is seeing... Like, when you're there, it's kind of a blur, and you can see people in the audience that are, like, two feet, in, two, three feet in front of you, but the rest of it's, like, lights and shit, and you yeah. can't really see what's going on. Going back and watching it and seeing everyone in the audience yeah. and being able to spot people out, 
That was super fun. Like, there was uh, Alex O'Neill. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. look, Alex O'Neill. Yeah, fucking Alex and O'Neill's then, in every shot. Alex O'Neill everywhere. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's, it's completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is live. And then our newest party mode is live. And Andy, which party mode is it that's live? It is friend? Cluster Truck. <laughs> um, and it was, a, it was a grand old time. It starts off a disaster, and right. it just keeps staying that way. And I'm glad we were consistently disastrous throughout all of it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, so here's the thing, here's one thing that I find really awesome about party mode is like, every episode there's always people commenting, this is the best episode yet. Yeah. Which re- makes me feel great. Um, the next one is not gonna be the greatest episode yet. Which one is it? But it'll be ranked two or three. Which one is it? Drawful. Oh, the Drawful was great. Drawful was a fun time. Drawful is really great, and I know y'all gave that, like, I know you guys don't necessarily like those games, like the, the ones we have to think. But what was the other faking it? Faking it's that great. That was fucking fun. Faking it's fun. That was so fun. We we have a second one recorded as well. God, so that that'll go so up fun. probably I, in the next month or so. Was that the one where did, did the one come out already where I can't lie? Yes. God damn. Yeah. Yep. That was just the worst, man. That was the worst. What are people saying in the chat? Let's see what people are saying in the chat. Candy Andy says Viscous 2. Uh, Gifted Dimes Dim 63 says, I need to go back and watch that studio tour for sure. Uh, that's right, the studio tour is actually live today as well. Uh, if you guys want to check that out, of course, that was one of the, t- the, the uh, tiers we wanted to hit on our giveaway stream, which we did. We said, I think it was like 250 or something like that. Mm-hmm. If we hit 250 new or upgraded uh, people on our Patreons, we would, uh, we would actually go through and do a proper studio tour uh, video. So I grabbed a camera, I walked through, I showed people the lighting, uh, how all of this stuff works, what we see when we're filming with you guys. Um, cool Greg's control desk, and then of course, uh, famous Greg took his shirt off twice. So there's that. I did watch that this morning. Um, did you have that? Go I for didn't it? notice a noticeable omission from the video. Uh, you weren't there. I wasn't in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if everybody dislikes it, we know why. The thing is this: you were like, "Hey, I can't come into work today because I am having a mattress delivered or some shit like that." Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, dude. But like, it was I was going to film it. I just wanted to sleep. I was going to film it the day before, but then Miller couldn't be here. Mm. And I was like, Andy or Miller? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I would have preferred you, but the Founder schedule of the company. Well, cool hair, better hair. Yeah, know. yeah. Know. It's tough, man. It is tough. It is tough. It's a tough give or take. It's very, it's very tough give mm-hmm. or take. Uh, Andy. Hi, Nick. How are you? I'm good, man. Let's go into the news. <laughs> Let's go. I'm very, very the... sleepy. Yeah, are you sleepy? My alarms did not cooperate this morning. Well, you've also, you've moved. How's the new apartment, by the way? It's fantastic. Great. It's fantastic. Now you live Big with, old bed. You live with, uh, you live with Barrett, you live with Pitts. Yeah, and Alyssa. And Alyssa. Mm-hmm. It's great. Good I'm stuff. happy for you. Very, very tall ceilings. You are, uh, I'm jealous of you because I, I, I've seen the location. You're within walking distance of one of the only Taco Bells left in the city. Aside from the one over there. Well, that's way the fuck over here. Yeah. That, that might as well be in Timbuktu, for Christ's sake. Mm. You know, I'm on the other side of the city. And Stay away from the one in the Tenderloin. That's the worst one. Oh, dude, I drive by that every once in a while. Oh, really? Like, it sucks, dude. Oh, okay. Half time you go in there, like, oh, no, we don't even got chicken. You talking about the one on Polk Street? Is what? it on Polk? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that one's terrible. Yeah. That's in a fucking war zone. That's a heads yeah. up for all the kind of funny best friends. Stay away from the Taco Bell in the Tenderloin. So if we ever have another event out here, or if there's ever another PSX, right. and you come out here to hang out with your friends, don't go to the Taco Bell <laughs> in the Tenderloin. <laughs> Which I feel like... Is four they, blocks away from the Regency. I feel like they probably it's, wouldn't yeah, have done really that close. anyway. It's difficult not to go to that one. The, pro- the problem with the Taco Bells are, there is a, th- let, me, let me just break it down for you. Let me hear it, Nicholas. Taco Bell, there is a thin layer of illusion that needs to be on every Taco Bell, right? You need to walk into a Taco Bell and it needs to be clean on the outside because you know the food is probably 
killing you, right? You know sure. whatever, however they're prepping that food or whatever's going on behind there is not good for you, right? Mm. So when I walk in, I just want that little part of my, the little analytical part of my brain that I have to fucking smash down to just, you know, to, in order for me to actually eat the food. You know, there's like a part of my brain that's like, hey, you know this is not like fucking right, right, food right. for you, right? I need something to help me out with that. And the first thing, the first line of defense is the cleanliness of the Taco Bell. There's a Taco Bell, I think it's on like a PCH, that's like by the beach. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like on the beach, you can walk up on the on sand. Pacifica, yeah. It's stunning. It's so we've so okay so so far we have mentioned four different Taco Bells, but you're making them sound like they're fucking extinct. Like they're well, extinct. the reason that is because there used to be one within walking distance of my house, oh. and they, they shut it down and put a poke bowl in there because it was where all the homeless people would go to charge their cell phones. You <laughs> would walk in about. and there would be 15 homeless people on iPhones just charging like, <laughs> Larry sent me a text, it's funny. And it would be like Larry's balls. <laughs> like, you know? like in this Bernie Sanders meme or some <laughs> yeah, shit. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, everyone vote for Hillary. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they shut that down, which was unfortunate. Um, but there used to be one over by where we used to, uh, mm. Greg's place, Greg's old place where we used to shoot out of. There was one on 19th. I think they're still there. We used to shoot out of. I just picture you all like shooting heroin. Oh, yeah. In that area. It was very much like that. Just sharing needles. Well, there were plenty of people who probably could have, we the, could have walked the out. The 70s were somewhere. a crazy time. Hey, that's not funny. Ageism <laughs> is the thing. You're being, you're shaming me for being old. Anyway, long you. story short is you can't go into those tenderloin. Like the one by you is a little sketchy too. The one by you, you walk in and they've got one of those things on the bathroom door that you have to put a quarter in, you know? And like turn it to open it up, like they charge you for that. And then there's also a sign on the one by yours that says, um, stealing Coke is a crime. Because I guess people just get cups of water and they're just like, oh. we'll steal coke. Well, I don't know how the fuck you do that, though, because the thing's so small that the person could literally see you. But yeah, you I also don't know. Sometimes. I really don't know if, if the person at the uh, work in the, work in the counter at Taco Bell is really calling the fucking no. popo. He's calling 5-0 because you took a little squirt of the old fucking high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> Let's go into the first news story. This is from Eddie McCutch over at uh, GameSpot. It says, Star Wars Episode Nine adds Harry Potter writer. A new writer has come aboard for Star Wars Episode Nine, according to The Hollywood Reporter. British writer Jack Thorne has been brought on to contribute to the script. The first script was written by director Colin Trevorrow uh, and Derek Connolly, so from Safety uh, Not Guaranteed in Jurassic Park. Uh, sources told The Hollywood Reporter that a fresh set of eyes was needed for the script. However, the extent of the rewrites or changes is not clear. Thorne created a number of British TV shows, including The Castoffs, The Last Panthers, and National Treasure. Have you heard of any of those? Uh, Last Panther is that Marvel movie. Yeah, that's the one. National Treasure, Nicholas Cage. Nick, Great uh, film. Great we're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. That was the second one, I think. I we're, think the first one they had to like we're the Declaration fight the Illuminati and, and find Jesus' kid. We're going to steal the Statue of Liberty. God, was actually, you know what? I'm not going to give those movies shit. I like the National Treasure. I, I, dude, okay. Let's, let's be back up let's here. Be let's real. fucking break it let's down, Because we're acting all high and mighty. Let's pump the brakes. We're acting like we're the fucking, like we only watch Dunkirk and pronounce it like that instead of the way you're supposed to pronounce it. Dunkirk, like a fucking American. Wait, what? I don't know. Danny calls it Dunkirk. He's like, oh, I got to go to Dunkirk. 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 Uh, oh, I see. It's like a European. Let's movie. fucking pump the brakes for a second. Pump the the National Treasure films are national treasures, okay? It's in the fucking title. They the are only good thing fucking wrong movies. with the National Treasure films is that they're not, not still more doing that. <laughs> yeah. Why do we? Why have, are we not on nine? Why we do we have Transformers movies? Yes. We should have more tra- National Treasure movies. Fuck yeah, man. man. Dude, like, man, I'm right there you know with why? you. Here, dude. And here's why: because whoever does the hairpiece for Nick Cage is probably out of work right now. Yeah. Either that, or they're doing all of uh, John Travolta's hair pieces. And they're like, this is fucking gold, man. Yeah. Because you know he's got a bunch of them. Like, uh, Business him, is booming. Him, uh, Tom Hanks, all these guys have these bad hair pieces that like, 
that I mean, there's got to be some poor hairpiece guy out there that's like, please let Nicolas Cage get big again yeah. so that we can pretend that he's not bald because apparently bald is not sexy, which is what keeps me up every fucking night when we I notice to steal my hair the is receding more. We got to go steal the Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love it, man. I love it. Oh, my God. Um, Good movies, man. So I guess the, the thrust of this story is Thorne also wrote uh, the stage play for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which I have seen, um, and it's, uh, it's really good. Not the best. Not my favorite Harry Potter story, but it's good. Um, so we'll see what happens so, with that. Everyone needs to pump the brakes, though. Rewrites happen. These things happen. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it's all in good hands. So um, I remember hearing that Colin Trevorrow was working on this film and being initially worried because I did not like Jurassic World at all. Really? Right. Uh, and so I was immediately worried about it. Um, but who is directing? Ryan Johnson is directing it, right? Ryan Johnson directed eight. Colin Trevor, oh, I believe, is, is directing nine. I'm, this I'm, is episode nine. I'm okay. I'm right. I'm behind. Now, Ryan Johnson, okay. I have the utmost respect for. As do, as as do I have for Colin. Like, uh, uh, I think it's culture. I think his last name is pronounced Trevorrow, but I could be wrong. Um, I liked Jurassic World. I thought he did a great job with it. I thought it was fun. I thought he captured like the essence of what I wanted a Jurassic Park movie to be. Was it the exact same movie as Jurassic Park? Yes. Well, they tried. But was episode seven the exact same movie as episode four? Yes. Right. Okay. So, wait. Whoa. 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 There whoa, you go. Whoa. So fucking a Star Wars. Sure, they are similar, but I would say that. Oh, something's wrong. Oh, the stream went down. Oh. You gotta tell us that. I would say that. Um, so, but we're still recording. We're still recording, right? though, right, Kevin? Yeah. I would say that. Uh, it went down really hard, guys. Force Awakens. Now we're just gonna keep vamping on this while you guys do that. I would say that Force Awakens is miles above Jurassic World. It's not, don't get it twisted, Nicholas. Oh no, Force Awakens is a, is a beautiful achievement, and they did what they needed to do with that, right? Um, Jurassic World. I would I would argue though that Jurassic World, the more important of the two films. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's no, there's no <laughs> argument there. No, no, no. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to compare the two. I, I liked both films. I enjoyed the shit out of them. Right? Yeah. So episode seven had a lot more writing on it. Right? I don't think anyone's really expecting a Jurassic Park uh, sequel to be phenomenal. Right? right. People just go see it because they want to see some fucking giant whale-like dinosaurs eat T. Rexes or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I walked out of Jurassic World pretty disappointed. Really? Um, with I, I think just some of the writing, the, the decisions that some of the characters made were just really silly. Um, what's up? We're back. Uh, so, I think we're back. I think we're fine. Okay. We'll keep an Jurassic, eye on it. About Jurassic World. Yeah, what's your the, thought on this, Kevin? The ending of Jurassic World. Come talk to World. us about Jurassic World. Yeah, come in, come here, big Kevin, talk about Jurassic World. Stop. Oh. Stop. The he ending of it. Jurassic World, I think, was the biggest problem. Because the ending of Jurassic World fit into the second or third movie. The second and third Jurassic World, mm-hmm. or Jurassic Park. Okay. And, what and like those were not the movies we liked. The ending of Jurassic One is fucking climactic. Yeah, a T Rex comes and saves the day, but at the same time, it's just being a T Rex. You know what I mean? At the end of uh, Jurassic World Three, and spoilers for Jurassic World Three. You People have seen it. Right you haven't seen it by now. You're Jurassic like, Park. You're effing up. Huh? Jurassic Park Three. No, at, at the end of Jurassic World. One. W- no, Jurassic. Yeah, Jurassic World. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. They all start with Jurassic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> when like he convinces the blue, it's blue, man. He's my boy, blue. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, that's not how it works. This is a wild animal. The thing it's... is this: that I I respect that, but I there, some of the things that I don't like in movies is I don't like when the movie breaks its own logic. Right, that's the number one thing for me. Like from a writing perspective, I I just don't like 
when they set up the world and then they go, we're going to break the logic of our own world right now, right? Just for me, it takes me right out of that suspension of disbelief. Jurassic World didn't even try to set those rules up. They didn't even try to set the logic up. It's a giant mega park that's but, around, and who knows? Because the, the, these dinosaurs, by the way, have killed, in three movies, hundreds of people at this point have died because of these dinosaurs, but yet they still have this amazing park going on. Uh, but <clears throat> the thing is, like... I don't it, know if it's hundreds, maybe ten. Chris Pratt's character did set it up where he was like, hey, as much as like I seem like yeah. I'm in control, yeah, I'm it's not. not. In control. These are wild animals. You yeah. can't control them. But he was the alpha. And at the end of the, but like, he was no, the, the giant fucking raptor was the alpha. Yeah. That mm -hmm. thing was the. Uh, here's yeah. here's what I didn't like about it. Well, Chris I, Pratt I, went like this. Ho. And it was awesome. Ho. <laughs> that's a little. That's from Crocodile Dundee. Sorry. I, I, I like to do that. I just felt like when you watch Jurassic World, you walk out saying, "Hey, that was kind of fun, right?" Right. But. Jurassic Park was set to, but Jurassic Park was fun with substance. Well, you have to also understand that you guys got to put it in context. Jurassic Park was a the original. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's a great concept. But like, I walked it's out. It's a great of, book by Michael. But Crichton, I walked out of. It, it's it's like what would happen if it really happened. Yeah, well, I walked out of Force Awakens thinking, "Holy fuck, that yeah. was phenomenal," yeah. Yeah. and it had no business being great because yeah. it's so hard to make a sequel to one of the best franchises of all time. Right. Um, now, Ryan Johnson is making uh, episode eight, episode Last eight. Jedi. Correct. Uh, also directed the best episode of any episode in television history, mm -hmm. Breaking Bad's Ozymandias. Wow. Um, I can't wait, dude. He directed He's a great director. The Brothers Bloom, a fantastic movie. You know, that, not my favorite of his, and I, really? I, know this, I know this is not a popular movie. opinion, but my favorite movie of his is Brick. Have you ever seen That's what I've heard. People it. on Twitter were telling me, check out Brick. Dude, it is, it's very polarizing. You're either mm -hmm. gonna, from the very get-go, you're either gonna be like, I'm in, or nah, I don't like this movie. It is a hardcore noir detective film set in a high school, hmm. where all of the characters are high school students, including like the guy who's trying to figure out who killed his friend, the drug dealers, I all like these that people shit. That sounds good. It's written in a very weird tone of voice, that you just have to, like, a really weird tone because all the actors are not, like, this world is sort of, like, weird and surreal. Like, they all mm. are, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is, um, it's hard to explain. Just go in and be like, I said, just accept the first, like, ten minutes of the movie and you'll fucking love it. So I it sounds it like polarizing is sort of a steam because he also directed the episode of Breaking Bad called The Fly. Oh, God, Where they're literally just in the laboratory talking and they're trying to get a fly out. And that, yeah, that episode, whenever I told my dad to watch it, I was like, just skip this. Yeah. D you don't need to watch that episode. Yeah. So polarizing sort of seems to be Ryan Johnson's theme. Uh, a lot of people are shouting out Looper. Of course, uh, Looper, well, I think Looper was his most mainstream success, and a lot of people liked that. I wasn't a huge fan of Looper. I thought it was whatever. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, the, the only, there was one creative choice made in that movie that I just, I, I couldn't get beyond, and this is just my own little weird idiosyncrasy. The little boy with the magic. Uh no, that I didn't mind. Um, I didn't like the facial, the facial makeup they put on Joseph Gordon-Levitt to make him look more like Bruce Willis. Uh, I didn't think it was necessary. It totally took me out of the movie. Okay, gotcha. It took me out of the movie. So uh, um, Barrett and I have this debate where he thinks that Looper's better than Arrival. And I, I mean, think, I think you could you could probably have a debate. I think about he's a madman um, because I, I think one movie is like an Oscar-nominated film with that's very highly regarded mm -hmm. and one movie is just like an action movie that's just like kind of fun 
You know? don't, don't use the fact that something was nominated for an Academy Award to, to necessarily show its merit. I mean, let's not forget Crash won an Academy Award, Wh- which and that is, movie was trash. Which is a reply that I got back when I was talking about how great Game of Thrones is because it's always nominated for awards, right? But it's also you know very popular, mm-hmm. and so people try to. Get, well, one guy, I was like, okay, fucking straw man. Let's like I get it. You're picking like the one thing. It's like when people are like, oh, there's, uh, th- there's um. When people talk about women starring in, in roles and they're like, yeah. oh yeah, but what about this guy? And it's like, well, I mean, you're naming one other movie where a woman is starring in a role. Like, right. You're, you know, you're picking from such a small... It's true. I mean, though, but anyone who's going to argue category. that Game of Thrones isn't good is a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Next news story. Uh, this is a small one, but a good one. Uh, Sublime picks an Oscar-winning director... Oh, Oscar winner to direct a documentary about the band. Uh, the story reads, Sublime has chosen two-time Oscar-winning director Bill Gutentag tag to tell a story in a theatrical documentary detailing the Southern California reggae punk band's rise and tragic loss of lead singer uh, Bradley Knoll. Uh, Gutenberg, Gutentag, well, sorry, Gutenberg. I got Steve <laughs> I got Gutenberg. Steve, you know why? Because he's on Ballers. He's, he's in, in Ballers. This, he's in this season of Ballers. He's a fucking Dude, team. okay, he's if you would have told me that he died... Ten years ago, I would have believed it. No, he's very weird. He plays this really weird character on Ballers, and for whatever reason, he's kind of jacked, and it's really strange. Steve Uh, Gutenberg, good for you. Shout out to Steve Gutenberg. Gutentag will write and direct the documentary, which will be released theatrically in late 2018. It will include rare and unreleased music from the group. The five-time Oscar winner, a nominee, won the Academy Award for Best Short Subject Documentary in 1989 for You Don't Have to Die, and again in 2003 for Twin Towers. In 2009, he co-wrote Soundtrack for a Revolution, a documentary that told the story of the American civil rights movement through songs, including new re- new recordings of civil rights and freedom songs by John Legend, The Roots by Clef Jean, uh, John Stone, and more. Um, this goes on to detail a little bit more about Sublime, but I'm looking forward to this. I don't know if you are ever a Sublime fan, but like growing up in Southern California, Sublime kind of defined an era in my life. And then I used to cover some Sublime songs with the, did you? one of my first bands back there you in the go. day. Um, so I, it'll be interesting. I've watched, uh, I think I watched the VH1 Behind the Music on Sublime. Uh, I think that's the only documentary I've ever actually been exposed to with them. So I'm looking forward to more of a deep dive in this group because it's very fascinating. Um, and again, it's one of those things where like, I, I was on the sort of the outskirts of it in Riverside kind of watching this all happen in SoCal and just hearing that sound every time you go to a barbecue or anytime you'd be like outside at a beach or something drinking beers, you would hear some, Sublime just defined that feeling for me. Down like, at the pawn shop. Remember they had that one song? Uh, yes, I do. Thank you yeah. for that. And thank you for mm-hmm. um, taking that genuine statement that I just had and driving it into the ground. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate That's that. That's what I'm here for, Nick. Yeah, you're right. I see. <laughs> um, Scott, uh, Slick76 says, Steve Gutenberg of Veronica Mars fame? Was he on Veronica Mars? No, Steve Gutenberg from Three Men and a Little Lady and Three Men and a Baby and Cocoon and Short Circuit. Oscar! Wait, Three Men and a Little Lady is a movie? Yeah, they made two of those. Holy shit, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I was th- like, when you said that, I was like, Nick, that's not the name of the movie. <laughs> Three Men and a Baby is the original yeah. movie. They made a sequel called Three Men and a oh, Little okay. Lady when she was Interesting up. that you would name that one first. Um, it's just the first in that possible. It's the best one. <laughs> I think we did, it's because we did a poll a long time ago of like, what's the best baby movie? Do you remember that? Yeah, we yeah. sure did. Yeah, we got to get another poll going. What today. was the answer? Uh, I think it was Look Who's Talking, I think, one. Look Who's Talking. Yeah, which is Hey, Kush in the Bush. Sup, KFM. Kush in the Bush. Next news story. Uh, this name. is from our friends Andrew Lizowski. <laughs> Not too good of a friend. Huh? I can't pronounce the fuck's last name. An old school Voltron <laughs> set is coming to Lego. Uh, this is on iOS. It's an inside joke we have. We're yeah, really we, close we, friends. We fucking blow his name out. <laughs> I like, like how we're close friends with all these people. I've never met any of them. Andy Lizzie. I don't know anyone that works at GameSpot anymore. I don't really know that many people at IG anymore, yeah. but we're all, we're all homies. Yeah. Uh, a little over a year 
after Len underscore D69's custom Lego Voltron set was submitted to the Lego Ideas platform, the toy maker has officially decided to put it into production after the fantastic model of the five transforming robots uh, from the original animated series successfully received 10,000 votes of, Sapan, um, of fan support. Um, this is not, I mean, it's not much here. This is just fucking cool. When I was a kid, I always wanted the big Voltron set. Sure. And my mom was like, no. And I don't think it was because of the money, even though there was a cost associated with it. I think it just took up too much space, uh, and she just didn't like it. Because you know what, like, when, you're, when your parents just don't want to do shit, they come up with random excuses yeah. for why. And you're like, you just didn't, like, my buddy got the, you're too young for this, but there was a G.I. Joe, uh, you could get the actual aircraft carrier, but it was, I shit you not, the size of this table. <laughs> and my buddy Ryan had it, and then it became this weird eyesore in the house. In his house growing it's up. It's like, there's nowhere to put it. Like There's nowhere to put yeah. it. Like You have to, at some point, just give up, take your coffee table, throw it outside, and use the aircraft carrier as your coffee table. Gotcha. Slash ottoman, because you gotcha. can't fit it in the closet. That was this Voltron set for cool, me. Cool, Greg. Do you know anything about Voltron? Nope, not at all. Cool. Like, Voltron was never a thing for me, so this was my Power Ranger. Power Ranger right. was my Voltron, right. where I wanted the giant Megazord. Yeah. Um, I wanted all those pieces that fit in together, and again, it was like, I don't think I ever got it. No. But... I don't know if it was a money thing. Now, one thing I didn't get, not because of money, was a drum set because it was too big. Right. And, and it, it was just going to be noisy. And, and, fuck yeah, and noisy as fuck. Yeah, noisy as fuck. So that's why they got you a guitar. They got your headphones. You're like, blam, blam. Here's what I did as a kid. This is legit what I would do as a kid. I would get pots and pans and cereal boxes and wrap them around myself, like yeah. put them on the floor around me, like Neil Peart, because he has that drum set that's a 360. Yeah. And so I'd be drumming, then I would like spin around and drum on the other yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah, Neil Peart was the shit. He's the, he is he, the he's shit. He's the one that like, was he the one when they strapped him in and he flew like no. upside down? Or was I think that, I think the that was the guy from, from Slipknot. Was, no. Because Travis just, Barker from Blink-182 did it. Did he? Yeah. Someone did it prior to that. Chat, let me know if you know what I'm talking about. Someone in like the mid-90s or early, early mid-90s. 90s did it. Interesting. And I, th- I want to say it was Neil Peart, but I guess maybe not. No, maybe because it was he like, had, part of his jump solo is on this section, and then he hits the button, and then it spins. I just remember seeing they had like a roll cage built around him, and he was strapped in. Tommy Lee, maybe? I don't Maybe it was. I maybe think it was Tommy Lee. Lee, maybe. Let us know in the chat. Keep yeah. your eye on the chat. And then his uh, big dick was just hanging. Oh, man, that big dick. He was Pamela Anderson, down. which was everywhere. He yeah. was everywhere in the 90s. Going into this... This is our next news story. Uh, not much of a news story here. I just wanted to do a quick out in theaters this weekend uh, is The Dark Tower. Which oh, yeah, of course people saying Tommy Lee. Stars, uh, is it Tommy Lee? It was mm-hmm. Tommy Lee. Dark Tower starring Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey is not looking, not good. looking good. It is not reviewing well, unfortunately. Uh, I'm still looking forward to seeing it, but I have to be honest, I like to believe that I'm immune to reviews, but when I see something scoring a 20, I'm like, maybe I'll wait for it to come on on demand and I'll just rent it for five bucks. Like, I still want to see Valerian. I still very much want to see Valerian, but what's that at? 51? It's not bad. A 51% is a movie that I could be like, I, I could defend this. I now could legitimately again, enjoy it. Now again, this is 51% of people saying it's a decent enough movie to go see. Right? This isn't a 50 out of 100 score, 51 out of 100 score. Sure. This is 51% of reviewers saying it's worth watching. Worth watching. Now, the people saying that it's not the 49% could be saying, hey, it's a 6 out of 10. Right. You know, 5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is always like very, very weird. It's as much as you want to criticize it. It's a good like metric for yeah. maybe I shouldn't spend because like you go to the theater, I'm gonna spend twenty bucks. Yeah, I gotta get that big popcorn. Well, not now. I'm on the giant cherry that. coke. I gotta get gigantic oh. diet coke. I gotta get. I gotta find some almonds. And if you're gonna buy almonds at a fucking movie you theater, they're chocolate. gonna be like thirty four dollars. Mm. Um, cocaine. Yeah, Stay cocaine awake. exactly. Uh, out also this weekend is uh, Detroit. 
which I believe is the new Catherine Bigelow, John Boyega movie. Uh, looks fucking intense. I definitely want to see that. I'm not certain what Wild River or Columbus are. Uh, of course, Dunkirk, if you haven't seen it, you should see it in 70mm. It's fucking awesome. I want to fucking see it. And I'm super hyped, not for the Emoji movie, which I could have told you looked like a giant pile of emoji poop, uh, but for I want to see Girls Trip and I want to see Atomic Blonde. I'm still very excited to see those movies. I have a, I have a tentative date with my wife Friday evening mm. uh, to go and see Atomic Blonde. But and then she was like, she has to do some stuff on Saturday, and I have to I have to shoot some stuff with Greg on Saturday. So she's like, I'm gonna go see Girls Trip, and I'm like, no, wait for me, wait for me. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm gonna go. Well, my wife's just like this. No, I'm good. I'm gonna go do it anyway. So John Boyega is in Detroit. Did you see the image of him from Pacific Rim that came out? No. And here's why: I don't like Pacific Rim. Interesting. I thought the first movie was. That seems like a movie that you would say, I enjoyed oh, it because you thought. Th- sauce. Really? You know, here's the problem. Because you like Ghost in the Shell. Here's the deal. Well, I didn't love Ghost in the Shell. But here's the deal there's Nick, and then there's Nick plus the X Factor. Okay? Nick by himself will enjoy anything. Nick plus the X Factor of his wife. Whatever the wife likes, like if my wife doesn't like something, she automatically knocks it down in my head 20%. Oh, okay. Right? So she didn't so like Grim. We went and saw, I dragged her to see Pacific Rim, and it was one of those things where I was like, you're going to like this movie, I think it's going to be super fun. It's, uh, it's uh, Guillermo del Toro, it's great, you think it's cool, right? Um, we go and see it, and instantly I'm like, oh no, I've made a terrible mistake. Oh. Because she does one of these. <sighs> And then about midway through, she's like, you owe me so many movies. <laughs> so many movies for this. So I think that, like, it's the same reason why I stopped watching Psych with her in the room, because she would just ruin every episode. Not that my wife ruins things. It's just when you see someone who is a mature adult react to things, you start thinking to yourself, maybe I should be a mature adult also. And then you go, you know what? No, just get out. Just leave the room, mm. and I can go back to being a child. And, like, when you're, when you're, you know... Well, you're not looking. I'll play with myself. Uh, so it's a. Good, I think it's a. We've had a good little run here of movies. If people haven't seen Dunkirk, you should. Uh, Atomic Blonde looks fun as well. Seventy-six percent. That's good enough for me to get. There. If it's above a seventy-five percent, I'm like, let's give it a shot. Yeah, that's usually my metric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely want to see both of those movies as well. I also want to see Emoji Movie just to be just to experience it. I, in the theater. What? I don't know. The thing is this. I I. I know it's gonna. I know it's. Awful. I saw some of the billboards to the Emoji Movie, mm-hmm. and I actually took a picture of it, and I was gonna tweet, "Is this where we are at?" as a society. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, that's negative, right? Maybe it's a genius movie. Who knows, why am I judging a book before it's before I've read it, right? Why am I, why am I judging this movie just based on preconceived notions? Like, you could write, you could probably write a fucking amazing uh, emoji movie. But then I saw the reviews coming out for it, and I was like, no, nah, I think my suspicions were correct. Yeah, Again, I reserve judgment. I will watch the emoji movie, and maybe I'll like it. But I, I thought I was going to like Sausage Party. I didn't care for that that much. Really? Okay. Yeah, not a but a lot movie. of people like Sausage Party. A lot of people like Sausage yeah, Party. Okay. It's a hard R animated movie, which I thought you know was a good concept. I feel like they just lean too far into the, mm, the dick humor. I see. But I guess when your uh, movie's Kinda called like Sausage do. Party, yeah, that's all we got. Yeah. If we don't lean hard, hard into the dick humor, there's no way we're getting from 11 o'clock all the way to the Games Daily yeah. show. It's just not going to happen. You're right. You're right. Andy, let's read some motherfucking tips. Oh, you guys have been very generous to say. Our first tip comes from Charles J. It says, greeting, boys. I was checking out Brolin's cable workout and saw an image which reminded me of Nick. I politely request you recreate this someday. Let me bring this up and see what this is. Let's it's going to be him and his massive biceps. He's so fucking big right now. Oh, my God. Jesus. That yeah, is a big bicep. That is a very, very Nick photo where he's like, the, the python's coming out to play or something like really creepy. He's sleeping. <laughs> Do you want me to wake him up? No. Do you want me to wake him up? 
No, I guess. Boy, do you want to go? Oh, he's up. You're still you're doing it, I guess. There's the there he is. There he is. Yeah. Andy, pet him. No. <laughs> pet him. I don't want to pet him. No. <laughs> I'm scared. Go back to bed. Go back to bed. No, no, no. That's. Still going, I guess. We'll put him back. Okay. Still yeah, one day I will recreate that. That is a. Uh, I gotta follow Josh Brolin. <laughs> Done. Just followed him. Just followed him. Josh Brolin just gotta follow. Easy. Him. Let's see how many followers he's got. Only 101, uh, 181,000. That's not. That's not. He's gonna have a lot more when he's cable. That's for sure. I feel he's like maybe people though. aren't aware. Like there needs to be an awareness. Look built. at him in this fucking picture. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> Dude, I'm putting this one in. Hold on. Cool, Greg. I'm throwing this in. You got to bring this up real quick. You got to bring up this image. Holy I feel like we need to spread, spread the awareness that he's on Instagram. Wow, everyone. Go follow Josh Brolin if you want. I wish I could take pictures like this. Look at his fucking abs. Look, his arms are huge. Ready for this? Get yeah. it. Get it. Look at this. But he's got those weird abs where they're like weirdly shaped. No, dude. They're fucking yeah, He's jacked. How dare you? The the abs look like, like whoever was sculpting them kind of fucked up the sculpt, right? And then try to correct it. Now I'm just going down the pipeline of all his amazing Instagram. <laughs> I'm so just, excited. Now we're just looking at photos I'm of Josh. So Roland. excited to. Uh, Isn't right. it bullshit that he's fucking Thanos and? No, it's fucking awesome. And Cable. I think the more Josh Brolin works, uh, uh, the better, in my opinion. Our next mm. tip comes from Jamie. Uh, says, thanks for all the solid content lately and for always brightening my day. Day off and glad to watch live. Here is a potentially fun clip for today, only 15 seconds long. Uh, love you. Uh, cool, Greg, are you seeing these? Go in there, watch it on your own. Jamie. If, it's, if you don't think it's good, we will not watch it. If you do think it's good, we'll give it a shot. Uh, how the hell would you say that? Shrizlev. Shrizlev says, hey guys, Nick, thought you might get a kick out of this list, particularly Sofia Coppola's number five pick. Keep up the great work. And he's given us a, uh, I like hearing, a list of movie directors' favorite movies. I like hearing that shit. That does sound kind of fun. I actually. like when uh, Edgar Wright was naming his favorite movies uh, leading up to the release of Baby Driver. He was like, yo, amazing movies. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see which Scott Pilgrim was number one. I'll go through this. This looks cool, actually. I'll look through this on my own. I won't bore everyone. These with are all that. recent movies. Uh, for the most part. Sofia Coppola's number five pick was oh. Under the Skin. Daddy's Home. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god, sorry. No I way. miscounted that. Yeah, buddy. No way. Says the only film my kids and I equally enjoy together. I love Will Ferrell. The movie is sweet and fun to watch with cracking up kids. It's because kids have. Maybe it's just because I'm a giant child. Do you ever yeah, think about that, ladies and gentlemen? Maybe. Next tip. Comes from John BX32 says, dude, Andy, wake up. Donnie Daydreamer is my fucking jam. I really oh, like that wow. song. <laughs> can you take can you talk a little bit about Ambelina? Ambel what are your favorite songs? Everyone can go check out Andy SoundCloud. This might be the person who was on Twitter was like, Andy, what um hey, like, again. Oh really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um I think it, it may have been somebody on Twitter who hit me up and was like, hey. What uh, is there anywhere I can listen to your old band? So I sent him my right. SoundCloud link. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what to say about my old band. Um, my favorite songs probably, but I could be wrong. So give that one a listen. Okay. Uh, next tip one. comes from a good friend of the show, Miss Movies. Uh, Brianne says, if you're going to talk Hi, movies, Brianne. I think I need to come up there and add my perspective, which is what you're missing. Like she was on the Fast and the Furious one. Remember that? She was. Yeah. Yeah, she's a contributor. Mm -hmm. like if we had editors here, she would be a contributing editor. Really? Kind of fun. I don't know. Oh. I just made that up. Oh, you're making up don't I don't even know what an editor does. <laughs> you know what used to be the most confusing thing for me? And I was so embarrassed to ask people. I Pretty come from the land of production. 
where an editor edits a movie. Right. And then they called the writers at IGN editors. And I'm like, aren't they writers? Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't understand why that term is still used. It's misleading. Well, I guess, wrong. I, I guess it's in, shockingly wrong. I guess in the press world, compared to the world of film, those if it, it's the same. If your goal, if your job in life It's like a palindrome is to write things. Mm-hmm. You're a writer. If your job in life is to go through those writings and edit those things, aren't you an editor? What if your an life... editor takes things out and rearranges shit. What if your goal in life is to fuck? Yeah. Then you're, you're just a, a Scarpino, baby. Uh, there it is. <laughs> uh, Boy is giving us Woo. a nice step. It says, birthday tax, 38 years old, great wife and kids, mortgage and sensible job. Life's probably made a man out of me, but I'm still a kid at heart. Uh... He said something in an old Irish pre- uh, proverb, which I will try now. Conolingal, conolingus, gonorrhea, sin, sicario, is what he said. It's an um, old, it's an old great, Irish proverb. Greatness stay from away. great beginnings. Right, exactly. Uh, stay, Love stay away from uh, uh, cheap prostitutes. Love I think is what he said there. Uh, Mister Yasman three hundred says, Nick, check this Iranian music video. In heavily, it heavily features bongos, even behind the singer while he's singing. I'll check that out. And our final tip for today comes from. Zrank91 says, paying my birthday tax to the guys who made me smile every day. Thanks for everything you do. We appreciate Thank that, guys. You so Thank much. you so much for all your tips. Let's call tips today. No mass of those. That's 10 more bucks that I've made today. You have. Tips. Yeah, and we're actually going to, I've been to talk to you about that. We're going to uh, lunch today. We're going to need that $10. Okay, so, I understand. That's fine. That's the way it's going to go. Now is the time on Sprockets when we dance. We're entering into a section called PS I Love This Best Friend XOXO. Andy, this is your opportunity if you're out there in the ethosphere and you think someone's doing a great job in our community to shout that person out, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash bestfriend and uh, nominate someone that you think is doing a great job. Just like Joey Noel, our community manager here, uh, did, she's shouting out Sean Preston. She says, Sean's the homie for always posting the segment timestamps and Kind of Funny Games Daily YouTube comments. Oh. We appreciate that very much. That's actually something I wish we had more bandwidth to do, mm. especially not on this show, because... You know, this show is whatever. You don't really need time for that. You gotta, you gotta get this show from start to beginning. You know yeah, what I'm talking it's, about? It's an ex- it needs a full effect. It's like the, it's like, it's like the Captain Marvel EO. Cinematic Universe. Exactly. Like, it's all, you can just watch it whenever. There's mm-hmm. no order to anything. No, you gotta watch the whole thing from start to finish. Yeah. Um, so, congratulations, Sean Preston. Thanks for being awesome. We appreciate that. Thanks for all the extra hard work you put into making our shows a little bit more watchable. Uh, <laughs> it's giveaway time. It's now. hard to do. It is hard to do, hard man, to especially do. when me and I like hosting the show. With yeah, you. me too. We have a great rapport. Me I too. wish you were on more. Tomorrow I'm on with Tim, and I'm like, down. we're down again. Down again. Thanks, Comcast. Good. Sorry, everybody. Rocket Adrift said that they tipped at about ten o'clock. Uh, let's take a look. Look, they for, did. Oh, look at that. They did. Uh, look at let's that. Let's see here. Hold on. Rocket Adrift. Hey, I think we have to restart OBS. Uh, uh, we... The show's almost done. Yeah, we're almost done. We'll just get through it. You guys can restart it during okay. the break, maybe? Yeah, here, do you yeah, want to yeah. Do you want to type into... Here, I'll type right here. Why don't you type in there that we're working on that? Uh, I'm going to type in, we're going to finish out the show. Can I just do voice chat? You probably could. Hey, Kev. Hey, Nick. Are we doing that going to story? finish out the show. What's that? Are we going to do that last story? Uh, no, we're done nah. with the stories for now. Okay. Go ahead and go ahead and get those. I'm going to read this last tip, which was from Rocket Adrift at 10 o'clock. I apologize. You guys inspire me and my best friends to make our own animated series called The Infringers, which is about three subpar superheroes. Thanks. Here's the link. Well, that's fun. I'll watch that later. Thank you for that. Cool. 
I used uh, to, I had a, such a passion for animating stuff, and I'm like, oh, this is just really time consuming. It's really fucking hard. Yeah. I have had a lot of ups and downs with our animated show. I love doing the animated show. It's super fun, but it is fucking time. I have so many animated shorts that I never finished because I just never found the time for it. Oh, man. It sucks. Oh, man. Uh, it's giveaway time. How do you get entered to win? In the giveaway, well, we give away a game each and every day. We're reaching to some fucking long list that Greg has gotten from all these amazing codes, and we give them to someone in the community. Uh, there are four ways to be entered into our daily giveaway. Uh, one, you can be in the Twitch chat, which may or may not be down right now. We apologize for that. Uh, two, you can be a Twitch subscriber. How do you become a subscriber? Well, you can give us five of your hard-earned dollars, or if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get one free Twitch Prime subscription. Every month you have to renew it. It's a pain in the ass. We, we realize that, but we would appreciate it if you would do that. It really helps a lot. Helps pay the bills. Helps keep the light on. Uh, if you don't want to give it to us, give it to someone. Don't let it go to waste. But you have to do it every month. It's annoying. Three. You could be. You can go to uh, Patreon.com/slash/KindOfFunny or Patreon.com/slash/KindOfFunnyGames and be a uh, supporter at the two dollar above level. And we we draw from all four of those randomly. Uh, today's giveaway is brought to you by Movement Sunglass. Where are my shades? It's too bright in here. Ah, my it's shades. Cool, Greg. Can you go get those shades? Yeah. Thanks, dog. It's so. It's, I'm, I'm kind of so, shielding. I can't see anything. It's so bright in here. These lights. That oh, sucks, man. You guys know movement. They reinvented the watch business by selling drug tea with over one million watches sold to date. Well, they did it again, except this time with sunglasses. Uh, they were tired of having to pay for cheaply made throwaway shades at, or overpriced designer sunglasses, so they said, "Screw it." I can't read the rest of this. It's so bright. Oh, there it is. There it is. Thank you, Cool Greg. Oh, man, okay. I got to put my movement sunglasses on. Uh, they said, screw it. We'll make our own. Starting at just $70. Talk about, uh, they have a variety of uh, styles and selection. Uh, you know, you can find the perfect pair there. Risk-free. Shipping is free. Free returns. Uh, movement sunglasses start at just $70 with the option to upgrade to polarized. Those overpriced designer brands will run you $200. I have had many... Uh, a designer brand, and guess what I always end up doing with them? I go to clean them off like a fool, and I just fucking snap them over. Yeah. You know? And you say, fuck you. Fuck you, designer brands. Ray Bans. Ray Bans. They don't like you. Ray Romano. Ray Romano is actually great in the big sick. Mm. Uh, Movement figured out that by selling online, they were able to cut out the middleman and retail markup, providing the best possible price. These are high-quality, premium acetate frames. No cheap plastic here. you got to see these. Uh, they have a lot of styles to choose from. Classic, trendy, round, aviator, mirrored, polarized for him, for her, for everyone. Uh, you're sure to find the perfect pair. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns. 15. 15. Just by just going <laughs> to mvmt.com slash kinda. That's movement.com slash kinda uh, to get to that 15% off. Uh, Join the movement. We appreciate you guys. The movement sunglasses are also featured in the Captain America commercial that we recorded they for the cap that we were advertising. Selling yeah. a lot of products, guys. Selling a lot of quality yeah. products, just like movement Sell, sunglasses. Just selling. Hey, who's buying? Who's selling? Hey, Papa Gadooch. Papa Gadooch. Papa Gadooch. Now, there's a great comment that I see here from Warren Pulowski. He right. says, I'm still laughing at the fact that the podcast listeners will have no idea what the Python is during your bit where you <laughs> tell them. That's a great oh, point. Oh, the Python. That's a great you know, we point. Of, we have a lot of jokes around here that are, that are running jokes. The Python, I'm glad you brought that back. We have a I lot totally of good jokes that don't necessarily work in the audio medium. Mm -hmm. So we're trying, we, we gotta work on that. We do, yeah. or not. Uh, today's yeah. giveaway prize is a walk in the dark on Xbox One. And this will go to uh, Kinda Funny Games patron, Josh Squires. Squires. 
Josh Squires. Squires. Congratulations, you have won A Walk in the Dark on Squires. Xbox One, courtesy of Movement Sunglasses. Uh, join the movement, we appreciate you so much. Now we will go into the old patented three and three. We'll take three questions, comments, concerns, funny comments, uh, uh, you know, perverted comments uh, from non-subscribers, and then we'll go to the chosen few, the subscribers, for some comments, and then we're out. I saw somebody wanted over. me to, to sing uh, uh, Buddy Holly um, by Weezer. Oh, we oh, I look just like Buddy Holly. Oh, oh, and a Mary I don't care what they say about us anyway. I don't care what they say That's the way it ends. Uh, Ryan Santilli says, Andy, do you see the Cowboys making it out of the first round of the playoffs this year? Uh, I don't know. It's so hard to tell with football, man. There can be one injury that just ruins the whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd like to say that yes, they do because they, you know, wanted to improve their defense, and that was their weak link last year. And I think, I think we'll be fine, but we're not really gonna do anything deep into the playoffs. Now I say we when the team is good, but when the team is bad, I say they're gonna, not, not gonna right. do great. I always, it's always. A pet I take the game onus off of me. This is a thing of mine, and I gotta work on it. I know, mm-hmm. it's, I know, I'm gonna spit out some ill vile hate right now, mm-hmm. but I can't stand when people say we. Mm. When talk about regarding a support a, a sports team, sure, unless. They currently play on that sports team. It should be they. I am very open about it. It should be they. I am very open about it. I say we when we're good. Yeah. It's like kids. It's like when the kids were doing good, he's my kid. Spurs are good. You're fucking good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There you go. Catching 17 says, Nick, ready for the Connor fight? I am as Connor. We'll see what happens there. Uh, we're actually going to be in Vegas at the GameStop Expo on the 26th. If you guys are in Vegas or around that, you guys should uh, grab a ticket and come see us. We'll be streaming live from the show floor on that Sunday. Uh, but I will be watching the Connor fight at some point. I don't know where. I'm sure there's a bar somewhere I can pay to get into that's going to show the fight. Uh, either that or we'll rent it in the hotel. With your tiny head. Your fucking tiny head and your tiny hands and your tiny body and your tiny pee-pee. Now, he was saying that about, uh, I think he was saying that about Nate Diaz um, before he got knocked the fuck out. That's my problem with this whole fight. Is that like first off? Here's my problem. He never got knocked out. No, he got he lost though. He got choked out by Nate Diaz. My problem with it is like, and then he went five rounds with Nate Diaz the next time. This fight should only be great if like Conor was like 190, you know, and then he was like, I'm gonna go against Floyd Mayweather, but he already lost at his own sport. That's my problem with this. First off. My hair is, it's, it needs more vol. Sure. Hold on, I need, I need to turn up the fucking volume on my hair Let's right fucking now, take friend. it up to 11. Oh, uh, that's about a good solid six. My hair, I gotta get a haircut. I get so fucking tired of having longer. First off, uh, Conor McGregor is one of the greatest fighters ever lived. Sure. Second off, Conor McGregor loses, or did lose because he takes big chances, which is what makes him one of the most exciting fighters to watch. You want to watch a person who never takes chances and is super strategic about it? Watch a Tyron Woodley fight. It's super fucking boring. Conor McGregor took that fight with Nate Diaz, was out, Nate Diaz outweighed him by like 20 pounds in that first one. I could be wrong, I might have made that up. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Nate Diaz took the fight late, he was overweight, they did a catch fight weight, they did it, it didn't work out so well for Connor. Connor trained like a fucking madman and won the next fight. Sure. Okay. He's gonna lose this Mayweather fight, probably. But if he doesn't, it'll be fucking hilarious. And it'll just serve more and more to legitimize MMA as the most amazing sport on the planet. We're all gonna win. See, it doesn't work for MMA because he's one fucking guy. I can't be like, Connor's gonna win. We're gonna win. <laughs> you know why we're gonna win? Because I watched him. It's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. I bought the paper. I rooted so for him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking whatever. All right. Next question. Nick, 
How's shooting cooking with Greggy going? Uh, good, we're actually prepping that and shooting it this weekend, so you'll probably see a lot of tweets about that. We're gonna shoot over at Greg's house. Got lots of fun recipes that we're gonna share with everyone. Let's go into subscriber-only mode, because we are getting long in the tooth on this. It's a long tooth. A lot of uh, tooth decay on it. A lot of uh, plaque. Uh-oh, I screwed that up. A lot of uh, tartars. The room is now in subscribers-only mode. I actually figured out how to do it. That's fucking awesome. Oh, Nick, have you heard that Overboard is getting a remake with roles reversed? Anna Ferris is playing Kurt Russell's role. Uh, I think we're gonna do a GOG topic one of these days on movies that shouldn't, like, that just should, can't exist in today's what like, market. Overboard. Oh, uh, I've never seen it. Uh, it's very creepy. It's basically a movie where Kurt Russell kidnaps Goldie Hawn because she has amnesia. And he uh, tells her, like, she falls off a boat and gets and loses her memory. Mm. And she was a super big dick to him because he's like this car. He's like a carpenter, and she's like super rich. And so he pretends that she's his wife, but she doesn't remember any of the kids. And then in doing so, makes her into a better person. All the while, he's keeping this poor girl hostage in his house with these horrible fucking kids of his. And it's very creepy. Mm. But at the end of the day, she loves him, so I guess it works out. I guess, long story short, the moral of the movie is you can kidnap people as long as they go deep into Stockholm Syndrome and love you afterward. Mm. And it's totally illegal. What's the movie with Kurt Russell where he's uh, on vacation with his wife and then a trucker stops to help them out with their vehicle that broke down and the trucker like kidnaps his wife and takes him back to like a compound where his wife is then kept and Kurt Russell's on this mission of fucking saver. Are you talking about uh, Breakdown? Yes, Breakdown. Probably yes, Breakdown, yeah. yeah. Breakdown. Good, movie. Good. good movie, so good movie. Holy shit, that was a good movie. Uh, Mr. Yes Man 300 says, oh, I'm sorry, Nostalgic Ninja says, finally watched Blade, Blade Runner for the first time uh, yesterday. Definitely a piece of its time. Couldn't get into it as much, uh, but so excited for the sequel. It's um, understandable. Yeah, it is. It's a very slow movie. Maybe, maybe yeah. back then it was a very slow movie. It's a cerebral, deep cut science fiction movie. Not a lot of action. And so. do you think Kyrie might end up on the Spurs? Uh, probably not, because the Spurs like players who want to pass the ball and don't need the ball 100% of the time. Uh, Pat Landry, 1980, says, Nick, with you talking a lot, uh, taking a lot of care about what you eat, you should listen to the latest podcast of Adam Ruins Everything, where he talks with the one guy, uh, with one of the guys from The Biggest Loser. Very interesting. I would actually like to, uh, to hear that. The Biggest Loser is one of those shows where um, I feel like for as much good as it does, it might also do bad. Because it's one of those things where it's like, you gotta do this really extreme regimen to lose all this weight. And then I'm like, that's hard to sustain. It's really difficult to sustain those workouts and to really be that diligent um, and to try to lose Like, once the show's quickly. over, they're gonna go back to Well, their that's my, that's my problem. It's like, yeah. you only have three months to lose all this weight or two months, and you only give yourself that. Like, is that bad for your psyche? Mm -hmm. Are you gonna then just bounce back on that third month and go fucking crazy? That's something I struggle with a lot where I, I want to get everything done, I want to get it done tomorrow. When I don't, I get disappointed. And so that's why I'm taking the next six months to do to hit my fitness goals. Um, and that way it allows a little air, room for error, a little room for cheating, and a little room for like, hey, I want to have a pizza fucking pizza. You know, it's not gonna make me cry. Uh, on a similar note, kind of a, a good point by Luke Shot First. Uh, says, Andy is like a sexy Doberman. He is like a Doberman. Yeah. Uh, final, you are, you are. Final uh, uh, question from the chat today says, uh, is from Titan Meteor, says, Nick, tell Andy the story of Kurt Russell's movie, Captain Ron. Have you seen Captain Ron? I have not, no. Kurt Russell plays a captain who is uh, of a boat who is contracted by Martin Short and his family to take them around the Caribbean, but he's a fuck up. But his family loves him more than Martin Short, and Martin Short doesn't like him at first, so they're at odds, and then they start learning from each other. But there's a great line where they get attacked by pirates. And Martin Short goes, what do you mean pirates? And he goes, the pirates. 
the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> How old is this movie? That's it for the show today, show, ladies guys. and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I believe Andy and Tim will be back tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Stick around for Andrea and Greg. They'll be here with Kind of Funny Games Daily. I'm but Jimmy in the Blake. interim, uh, as we are resetting up for that show, I will be reading subscribers. I love you. We'll see you soon. I'm Jiminy Glick. Remember Hi, Jiminy Glick. Oh, I'm Jiminy Glick. I work